What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. Here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to get really excited for what is coming up because this episode is going to motivate you. It's going to get you pumped and it is going to encourage you to do the thing, start the thing. Even if you are nervous, if you're worried about being judged, if you're anxious, if you're going over all of the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, and how you can take your creative gifts, whether it's art, music, um, you know, thinking outside the box, whatever it is that is your magical gift, how you can take that and create it into an online offering that you can sell over and over and over again. I'm talking with Sarah Decker today, and you're going to learn all about her musical background, her recording background. It is just a fascinating interview. We talk about some of the great artists in the past, and oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. All right, here we go. All right, Sarah, thanks for hopping in here with me. I am really excited to chat with you, especially in this world that we are in right now. <laughs> I think it's, it's an interesting one. And so I love, you know, I love the power of social media and I love the power of zoom that we can connect with people all over the world. And you're in South Dakota. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm in the Midwest. So happy to connect with you. And if you will just give us a little intro as far as who you are and what you do, that would be great. All right. Hello, um, my name is Sarah Decker, and I am in South Dakota, and pretty close to Mount Rushmore, so I'm on that end of the state. Awesome. And it keeps snowing and melting here this week. You know what? I don't even know what's going on weather-wise, like in the world. <laughs> I'm in 53 days ago. Yes, that's how it is here. I'm like, what is happening? You, we like right now. Today was beautiful here. It was like in the 70s, and everybody was outside. And now tonight, it's gonna like hail and thunderstorm, and then it's gonna be cold, and it's just super weird. I don't know. This weather. I know. It's, it's <laughs> been doing that to us too. Like we had we had three inches of snow this morning. It all melted by lunch, and then oh it was kind of raining this afternoon and kind of cold and foggy, drizzly. Mm, you just get everything in one day. I know. Joy, <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I've never been up there. It's on our list, so I'll be sure to pack, like, a swimsuit and snow boots, just so I'm prepared yes. that way. <laughs> yes, it has been known to snow in June. In June? What? I can't even imagine, like, on my birthday is June 21st. I can't even imagine it, like, snowing on my birthday. That would be wild. Like, it didn't stick. It wasn't enough to, like, do anything, but it did actually snow. Maybe it's even July. I don't even remember now. It was a long time ago. It's like, blowing my mind yeah. now. Crazy. Crazy. It is ridiculous. <laughs> now I know. I never knew. <laughs> um, well, for my... My day job, my regular job, which I'm not doing right now because everything is closed. <laughs> um, I work at a daycare in a baby room. I have my um, childhood 
associate uh, my associate degree in um, child development. Awesome. Say that better. <laughs> How my what ages? Child development associate's degree is what I have. There we go. That's awesome. What ages are? Do you watch over? I'm in the baby room, so I've got up to 18 months. The babies. My oh, little yeah. dude, he's 15 months right now. So he's oh, just fun. all over the place. <laughs> Going everywhere. Yes. Daddy knows about like 15 words, uses all of them a lot. Yes. It's just <laughs> every day is a new day. Like you can't prepare for it. You just can't. Yes. Like you wake up and you're like, what is going to happen today? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to chew on today? Who yes. Knows? It's so scary. Oh my gosh. Being a mom <laughs> is so scary. Let me tell you. I know. <laughs> you have a, you have kids, right? How many? Yeah, my, my daughter's seven. Yes. So, so you know. <laughs> I know. No one prepared I me. I was just talking about this in a different episode. Like, nobody prepares you for mm -hmm. mom life. There is no, like, handbook. There is nothing. No. Every day is literally new, and you don't have, like, today, this is going to happen. You should brace yourself. <laughs> you don't have any of that <laughs> at all. It's just... <sighs> you know, every man for himself, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's some little things that, like, watch the Wonder Weeks and watch for development yeah. elites because that's when the sleep regressions happen, blah, blah, blah. Yes, didn't even know this but, was a thing. Like, I know, but, like, when, when you're pregnant and you ask people for advice, they're like, prepare for all the poop. And, like, okay, but that's not all that helpful. There's more to it than that. Yeah, and the stuff that people told me to prepare for, I was like, whatever. You know, and the, the stuff that no one talked about, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> like, uh -huh. You know? And then when I would say anything, they're like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm, I've been there. And I'm like, um, excuse me, could have given me a heads up? <laughs> that would have been cool, thanks. <laughs> but whatever. It is what it is, you know? Oh, yeah. So that's what you do during the day. Yes. Well, and then right by now, night, general, yes. yes, yeah, and then by um, night you put on your cape and your Wonder Woman. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, at home, I am a mom and a wife, obviously, mm. we've discussed that a little bit, um, but I'm a podcast manager. Hey, hey, hey. Podcast. that's <laughs> awesome. How did you get started with that? Um, I have several music degrees. I think it's four. It was like three and a half, and then I had to finish one. Mm -hmm. So I think it. I think it ends up being four. Um, <laughs> the the big one was the master's in music composition for the screen, which um, prepared me for movies and TV, video games, um, things like that. And I never really found much work in that, but I did get the skills. To work with some pretty sophisticated audio programs. Mm -hmm. So those are now, hard. Those are at least for me, being on the outside looking in. My husband, you know, we, well, you and I have chatted a little bit. My husband is a musician as well. And the other day, I think it was yesterday. <gasps> yeah, it was yesterday. I went downstairs. We all were downstairs, you know, hanging out, and he's working on something, some sort of 
man, I wish I, I would look super cool if I remembered the name of the program that he was using. You would totally know it. And I can't, think <laughs> of it. but he was using this thing and I just, my eyes started to cross because there's just so much, like it's fascinating to watch him, you know, put different sounds together and like come up with a song out of nowhere. It's just the way his, you know, the way a musician's brain works is just fascinating to me. So you are fascinating to me. Here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, and, and I also compose original music for podcasts, um, even if somebody doesn't want the editing, but they've been looking through the, the cheap free sound mm -hmm. libraries and they can't find something that's just right, that's not quite you that's not your brand it'll work but meh. yeah like they don't get the warm and fuzzies <laughs> right that's what I call them right. the warm and fuzzies the that is awesome fuzzies. when did you how did you decide that that's the road that you wanted to go I was actually working with a coach in January we did a month-long mastermind group coaching um, it was coached by Kat McLeod and <laughs> Dana Ferrant mm -hmm. and the two of them kind of tag teamed with the mindset work and really digging deep into our skills and mm -hmm. what niche we could be profitable in. Mm -hmm. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, you know, before coming into the online space and even like, you know, before my husband and, you know, before him and I got together, as far as becoming a musician, I feel like, you know, when you go into that and even you're going to school, I don't know, do they talk about podcasting when you're in school or like no. podcast composition and editing and things like that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I never heard about it until I started listening to podcasts and things like that, you know, but in school and stuff, I never heard of anyone who was going to school to do that. And so, you know, I just think that's, I think it's super cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty specialized. Because, you know, going to undergrad for music composition, you, you learn all the history, you learn the orchestral stuff, you, you might do some jazz theory, you'll, you'll do like 16th century counterpoint study, mm -hmm. you'll learn all the rules, but it's, I didn't really learn how to break those rules until I went for my master's. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So now we're getting into some juicy stuff. Um, I totally believe that like rules are made to be broken. I'm totally one of those people. Yeah. Like it or not. <laughs> and I, I went to art school and it was pretty much the same. Like we had art history, you learn about all the, you know, fancy artists mm -hmm. in the past, you know, but you don't learn how to break the rules. Like you just said, you know, you'll learn how like these colors go together and don't mix this one and that one because that would be bad. And you know, you learn all of these things, but you don't learn like, what if I did that? Or what if I stepped outside the box? What if I did X, Y, Z? And so oh, that is so, yeah. Yeah. yeah super but then awesome. you look, you look at the history then mm -hmm. and you see Picasso. Mm, right? Was there a single yeah. rule that he kept? Come on now. No. <laughs> Right? <laughs> he made his own rules. He totally broke them. Yeah, yeah. totally right. And yeah, totally and right. the same way with music. Same, mm. with, same with music. Beethoven was the one who rejected everything from the classic era and basically invented the romantic era, which <sighs> stuck around for a long time. And we're still like, I don't know what they call it now, but this is, we're kind of in a 
a neo-romantic type thing because film scores, if you listen to movie music, it's extremely emotional. Right. And right. it has to be because you're, you're not there with the people, but you want to feel like you're there with the people. You want, mm. you know, you need the music in there to like, to put some subtext into things when there's no dialogue or even if there's not much going on on the screen just the sound puts you in a certain mood mm -hmm. so there's certain rules for how to do that but then you also need to be unique about how you do it because then otherwise you're just copying everybody else and what's the point right. in that right <laughs> so yeah this is a whole soapbox stand on it man do it and it's so true it's so true i mean staying inside the lines and not you know venturing outside of them or stepping outside the box keeps you in a place of like being safe and being just like everybody else and so really learning how to navigate that and how to identify like okay i'm ready to step outside of the box now and try this new direction i think that's that's where the magic is and so when you decided um, you know, to go this route and really take the plunge or take the leap to starting this business and starting, um, you know, doing your podcast editing and, um, you know, writing for podcasts and things like that. How did that feel? Like, were you worried about it at all? Did you have any what ifs? What was that process? Well, there's always what ifs, but at this point, <laughs> there is, isn't there? Hmm. Yeah, there always yeah. is. <laughs> But at this point, I've been wrestling with bad jobs for a very long time. Mm. I finished my master's in 2008, and I've been job hopping ever since. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of finding a job that seems like it'd be pretty good, and I have to go get a, a new certification for this or that, and then probably getting laid off in a year. And then I have to find something else. That looks like it'll be okay or there's you know it's got good potential to be something long term mm -hmm. have to go get a new certification again and you know then we have to move or you know it's yeah. just been one thing after another and i'm just sick of it mm. so i've i've got these really really specialized skills that i haven't monetized mm -hmm. i haven't really worked on them because you know, going directly into film scoring, which, you know, big dreams, that's what I want to do. You have to have a lot of free work under your belt to have a nice portfolio. Mm. And mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you might even need to have some sort of mentor, <coughs> excuse me, who gives you projects, passes things off that's like below their grade, but they think you can handle it. So I just kind of I just kind of wrote that whole career off for a while because mm -hmm. I just don't have the time and the energy to do a whole bunch of free work in order to build a portfolio so that I might be able to get paid later. Right. You know, I've, yeah. I've just been in a place for so long that all of my time has to be spent with an hourly wage so that we can pay our bills. Mm -hmm. And but once I worked with Kat and Dana they like they they know coaches and they know people who have podcasts and they say hey some of these people are very established they're very well off and they will gladly pay someone to do this for them mm -hmm. i'm like really 
Mm-hmm. Who actually wants this? And will pay money for this? What? <laughs> Mind blown. Right? right? And sometimes it takes like that outside person to be like, there's a market for this, you know, and open yeah. your eyes to a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Get yourself mm-hmm. a good coach. Yeah, definitely. I never, ever would have found this niche. Never in my life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that outside perspective can take you you know, down just like the most magical roads ever, just like what you said that you never, you may have never crossed in the first place. And I fully believe that like whatever path we're supposed to go down finds us eventually, you know, whether it's we team up with a coach who, who helps us, you know, kind of navigate where that path lies or, you know, this happens and then this happens and all all of the puzzle pieces eventually come together. And it's just, it's an interesting journey. So like honor the journey for sure. Um, and you know, the, I love how you're taking the knowledge that you have gathered, you know, over the years and through school and, you know, going down this entrepreneurial road and you're still using, you know, bits and pieces of the stuff that you've learned, you know? So, so like your music degree had a place and this had a place and that had a place and it's all leading you, all roads lead to where you are now. I don't know. Maybe that's my little soapbox. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, there's this, there's this notch that I'll, I'll hit and then I'll be able to like be comfy and be myself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love how I hear that a lot as far as, um, story-wise of, and I, it's the same with my story too. Like you get to a place where you just get so annoyed with either job after job or where you are, or you get to that place where you're like, something has to change right now. And then you take action on that. And, you know, cause it's really easy for us to go to like this job and be like, oh, well, I guess I need another job or, oh, I guess I'll get another one. And until we hit that point where we're just like, nope, no more. Like that's where things start to change. So I love that you kind of, you know, walked us through that part of your, your story. And so when you do have, you know, you mentioned like, there's always what ifs. When you do have a what if pop up, what do you say to yourself or how, how do you get over it? Well, I'm, I'm in the process of changing my mindset on all those things. It's been, it's been hard work changing mm-hmm. my mindset, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but first, last summer, I just kind of fell into freelancing because I was working at, uh, I was working part-time at my daughter's church school, which is also my mom's church. And I, I saw somewhere in like the notes from the board meeting or something that they mm-hmm. had allocated funds for a new website. So I just kind of kept that in the back of my head. And about a month later, I asked around like, well, who's doing the website? They're like, well, I don't know. We haven't hired anybody yet. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'd be new to it, but I can try. I said, yeah. okay, put together a proposal. And now I'm wishing I asked for more money because they just approved it. So well, there you go. See? And that one, yeah. And then yeah. that one led to um, a referral for another small local website. Mm-hmm. So that at that point, that's when I was realizing that freelancing could be a thing. Like that yeah. could be a legitimate career path. So then I started joining all these entrepreneur, mompreneur groups on Facebook, trying to connect with other people who do this. Mm-hmm. I found some 
absolutely amazing communities mm. on there. There's there's way too many. I'm in way too many groups. Right. <laughs> but I love it's almost every addicting, single one of them. All the groups, you know. No, I to- I totally get it. And you you've touched on a few things like through this episode um, that I'm really big on and one of them, like one of the big ones being your referral network. So like the coaches that you were working with, they had a bunch of referrals for you and your freelancing led to referrals. And, you know, having a system like that, having a referral system or people that, you know, you can go to and be like, Hey, I have some spots open. Do you know anybody or send people my way? Um, you know, I think is super helpful and helps you get launched way faster. Yeah, it helps a lot. And just building relationships with people. And the way things are now with everything being shut down and everybody being sent home, this mm-hmm. has been a huge blessing for me, to be honest. Yeah. Because I Take have control to. for sure. Like, yeah. And I, you're totally <clears throat> doing that. You're taking control of your income and you know, the, just everything, just everything. It's just awesome. <laughs> it's just yeah, awesome. So, so I'm rolling. I'm rolling now. Well, you were asking about the what ifs. I kind of went off on a tangent. Tangents um, are my favorite. That's where the gold is, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gold down that bunny trail. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Pot, the pot of gold at the end, right? Right. Know. Yes, for sure. So, awesome. So, you're working on building up your, your just awesome, awesomeness of everything that you're doing. Um, yep. And so, what would you say is your favorite? Do you feel like podcast editing is your favorite or do you like composing or is it kind of both um composing is uh (laughs) yeah well I I really love composing because it uses all those skills that I had used for school and it was so much fun and it it's it's just a part of me Mm. somehow and it's it's just so nice to do that um, mm-hmm. But I do like the audio editing too. It's really satisfying. To yeah. me. Like some people yeah, can't that. stand it and it gets so, I don't know if it's like too tedious or repetitive or something, but like I'm learning to listen for um, vocal interrupts and mm-hmm. pacing. And if a pause is a little too long or a little too short, uh, things that I can edit to make it flow a little better, make it feel a little more like a story. Mm-hmm. And um, my my coach, Kat, is actually my first client. And she thinks I'm a, I'm a magician because she could not possibly handle <laughs> the stuff that I'm doing for her. Like, that she doesn't even so know what amazing. any of this stuff means. Like, yeah. She's the one who came up with it. <laughs> she has no idea. Like, it's like, okay, well, how do you like the audiograms? She says, the what? see okay and this is so gold because what you know when we're so in to what we're doing it it's easy to be like well everyone knows this or you know and you know to kind of sell ourselves short I feel like I'm totally like guilty of doing this and then you know someone out there is like you're a magician I don't know how you know all of this and so we have to remind ourselves like we are the unicorn like you are the unicorn, you know, you are this magical human who knows all of this stuff that what, like 99% of people have no idea about, you know? Right. And and I've had to remember that I have that skill because for so long, nobody wanted to pay for it. So it, it felt like, you know, just 
some expensive debt yeah with a hobby I like that I can't mm. really do anything with because you know nobody hires for a regular job that uses those things right how do you what are your thoughts on you know taking your hobby and turning it into a business like you're doing um there's you got to make sure that you hit the right profitability point mm. You know, there's, there's things that are a passion project mm-hmm. and there's things that are a fun hobby and those don't necessarily mean that they will be a profitable, a profitable business. Mm. So True. you've got to find True. that spot. You know, I, I used to try and make jewelry. I had so much fun. I loved doing it and made zero money. Mm. <laughs> I sold just enough jewelry to pay for the beads that I bought to make the jewelry mm-hmm. and I still have a whole drawer thing you know one of those tall plastic drawer things full of beads and I just you know you, you got to have your right business idea you have to pinpoint it at the right profit mm-hmm. point for it to be worth your time yeah I don't want to be you don't want to be working on your hobby, doing something you love, still not making a living at it, and then end up resenting your hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was asking, because I've heard that happen, you know, for people who, who go that direction, like maybe they're a painter, and they start a painting business, and then, then they don't paint for fun anymore, and it just becomes, it's like, oh, I'm like, now I have to go do this thing, and versus you know, creating a business that you're super excited about that brings you joy and like having it to continually bring you joy versus it's like resenting it, you know? Um, what do you, do you do anything daily that keeps you out of that resentment mode? Or do you think you're like, you love it so much that can Um, never happen? What are your thoughts there? Well, like my, my big time dream that I've been shooting for forever is not audio editing. Mm. You know what, Ooh, I mean? what is it? Now I want to know. Well, it's just the composing. If I, oh, yeah. you know, if I could just write music all day, that would be awesome. Yeah. But there would be points where I would be like stressed about a deadline or something and I'd get some writer's block and I'd have trouble and then I'd start getting down on myself. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's nice to have something that is simple. I wouldn't really call it easy necessarily because some things come easier. Mm-hmm. to others um but it's but it's simple and i i can't really if if something's not working then i don't take it personally mm. you know what i mean yeah music yeah it's so personal it's yeah. like bearing a piece of your soul yes if something's not working and if it's not what the client wants mm-hmm. they're like what's wrong with you what's wrong with me <laughs> you know it's, it's right <laughs> it don't see all that yeah oh my gosh for sure I'm totally guilty of that this is like yeah oh I'm very emotional and I overthink things and it's a thing it's totally mm-hmm. a thing I have to work on it daily <laughs> and right, I love that you know that's a great piece of advice is like don't internalize everything like if it's not working pivot and yeah. try something else it's not the end of the world you will be okay deep breaths yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have to remind myself that like daily. <laughs> yeah. You will be okay. Keep reading. With mom life, with business life, everything is fine. 
exciting. <laughs> we will get through this. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. It's, so it's been really nice being home. So I can oh, actually yeah. nap when I need to. Oh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you're making me just, you're making me want to take a nap. Just deep breaths. <sighs> yeah, definitely. <sighs> definitely. Um, I have loved everything that you have, you know, all of the pieces of advice. And even when we were talking about, um, you know, the past composers and past artists and they didn't play it safe. Like, I think that's the biggest, mm -hmm. one of the biggest takeaways that we can take is like, they didn't play it safe. You shouldn't either. You know, if you want to do big things, if you want to make that impact, if you want to grow your business and do, you know, what you desire to do, you have to take the leap and you have to think outside the box and take risks, even if it's scary, yeah. even if it feels uncomfortable. Definitely. If it feels scary. Yeah. Even more so, thing. right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely do the scary thing because that's when amazing things happen is when you're doing the scary stuff that like scares you to death. That's yeah. the stuff that it really grows you. Definitely. It really does. I just did something last weekend that I have been talking myself out of for mm. the last 12 years. Mm. And it was just so freeing to do it. It wasn't even that big of a deal, I don't think. But just the fact that I did it. You know? Just to say you did it, you know, just to say you did it and be like, oh, if I can do that, what else can I do? Right. Like, even if it doesn't come to anything. So a little bit of backstory. Um, this was in my master's. One of my, well, actually both of, two of my teachers for the end of my master's, we were out in LA. We had student films that we had to score and we recorded them at Capitol Records. And the whole thing was absolutely incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and two of my teachers were married. One of them was my conducting teacher and the other one, I think he might've done some of the audio editing side. I don't remember specifically. I didn't have a whole lot to do with him, but my conducting teacher, Emer, I've been watching her career ever since. And I want to be her when I grow up. Mm. <laughs> She's incredible. She's been going on tour. Well, she was, I want to say about five, six years ago now, she was going on tour conducting orchestras um, with video game symphonies. Like she would what? go on a tour conducting Zelda symphonies. Wow. And it was so awesome. And it was so yeah. cool. And who, and, who would have thunk? Right? Yeah. And, and then just recently in the most recent Oscars, she was the first woman conductor to conduct at the Oscars. First one. Wow. That's ever. amazing. That and is amazing. I fangirled so hard yeah. when she was up there. I bet. <laughs> I, still, I still fangirl all over her page whenever she puts, you know, puts up a picture of her outfit or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I finally, just this last weekend, I got the nerve up to ask her husband. I didn't ask her yet. I'm still a little, I don't know, starstruck by her a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I asked her husband if they could point me towards any um, video game scoring projects or if they had anything they <gasps> might need help with. That's awesome. So even if it doesn't come to anything. You still did it. I did it. Yes. And you know and what? I should have done that. 10 years ago, but I didn't. I've been talking myself out of it the whole time. Rip the band-aid. 
right? That is amazing. Yes. That is so exciting because you never know. Like, you never know what or when that could, you know, turn into something insane. Like, super crazy, huge, awesome. (gasps) I know. And and he said that they might have something they need to help with. Because the way things are going right now, I know. The way things are going right now, their recording dates have been pushed back and pushed back, and they're working on a, a movie right now, and mm. it's going to be crunch time getting that score. <gasps> okay, you're going to have to let me know, because I really want to know yeah. how this turns out. This is so exciting. I'm so excited oh, yeah. for you. Okay, everybody listening, think about something that you need to do right now that would be like ripping the band-aid. Like, what have you been pushing off that you know, could move you forward, move your business forward? What could you do, you know, today, tonight to move yourself forward? That's so exciting. Thank you for sharing that. <gasps> oh, yeah. And what's yeah. the worst that could happen? They say no. What do you do? But then you like, <laughs> you've planted that seed, you know, uh-huh. and maybe like six months down the road or four months or two weeks, you know, you never know. And you're still like you, you've planted that seed in the back of their mind where when they get to that place where they need additional help, boom, you're like the first uh-huh. name that comes to their mind. So always plant yep. the seed. That is awesome. That is a great action step. Thank you for sharing that. And it has been so exciting and awesome chatting with you. Um, and thank you for sharing all of the, your, your knowledge and those stories have been super cool. And can you tell us where we can find you online or how we can get in touch? You can find me on subitomedia.com, S-U-B-I-T-O media.com. Um, also Subito Media on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where I'll be. Awesome. Sweet. And I will link all of those um, in the show notes for everyone. And thank you again. This has been awesome. Ah, man, this episode's over, but that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group, hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there, and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out, and you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.